Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome into Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 454. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. It has been a wild week, and it's only Wednesday in the world of Philadelphia sports. Uh, so we're going to dive into all the latest for you, uh, from the Phils to the Sixers and everything in between. Um, but before we get started, make sure you're following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter. Instagram later on in the show we're going to live announce our winner of our Brian Dawkins variant cover comic book giveaway uh, so stay tuned if you're watching live for that and uh, it'll obviously be on audio and YouTube Thursday uh, make sure you're following us though for more giveaways more updates and everything on all your favorite Philadelphia sports teams at underground PHI on Twitter on Instagram follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina follow me at KBIZZL311 Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. and Leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. It really goes a long way. Helps more people find the show and gets us back on those charts. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast in full video form. And, of course, comment down below with your thoughts on everything we're talking about on the show this week. Big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com and use code USP at checkout. For 25% off sunglasses, blue light glasses, prescription lenses, everything in between, TomahawkShades.com, code USP at checkout for 25% off your order. Kenwood Beer, go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And Bino Board, our new favorite tabletop game for your man cave, your she shed, your tailgating experiences with football right around the corner. Go get your hands on a Bino board. Go to BinoBoard.com and on your boards, your accessories for your boards, merch, apparel. Use code BinoUSP at checkout. You get 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream, you know? Seems like the Phillies are also living the dream as... They delivered you with an incredible birthday weekend Yes, uh, to kick off just another year round the sun. They sweep the Nationals for you, and they just continue to win. They are now in sole possession of the second wild card in the National League. Is that and legal? Are we allowed? <laughs> <laughs> it is August 10th, and that is still happening. And they are three games behind the Atlanta Braves for second place in the division 
and for the first NL wild card spot. Yeah, it's cool that the Phillies have been like I don't know, uh, like twenty four and six, <laughs> so, and still have like made up two games on the Braves. <laughs> really cool, really good stuff. Um, yeah, the top three in the division, I think, over the last month or month and a half, have had like uh, six hundred plus like winning percentage. Um, so like three of the best teams in baseball have been at the top of the NL East for the past. Uh, pretty much like midsummer to, to this point now, which is super cool. But yeah, the Phillies um, taking care of business is what I would, I would call this, this portion of the season, uh, which is really exciting. And, you know, got Gene back looking nice. Uh, had a, had a big home run last night. Bryce is working his way back. You know, he's uh, not going to be throwing. We got, we got a little, we got a little too teased, I think with the, uh, with that news yes. early on, but um, just having it back as a DH is going to make this lineup even more scary. I think the big story too is JT and how hot he's been. He's batting like he's like a twelve hundred OPS it's over insane. the last month, uh, which is you know sometimes with like baseball people throw out those stats. Twelve hundred OPS is like a hall like a, a all timer season. Yeah. Now of course it's that's only within a month, but like that is like a Barry Bonds season. Yes. is it is having a twelve hundred OPS so. Um, that's to give some context to just how good JT has been uh, over the past month. And, yeah, I, I think um, this this Phillies team is uh, – they're, they're reeling us in. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they're reeling us in to what I don't know. Um, it feels like a trap, but I am uh, – I'm curious. feels good to have meaningful baseball in August. Yeah, like to care about the results yes. of ga- – you, know you know what I've actually really enjoyed is I've already started doing, and I think a lot of people have already started doing – is um like other game watching like mm-hmm. people like I saw uh people like getting really upset about uh, of course Gabe Kapler and his decisions because yes. the Giants and Padres are playing today and the uh, Padres are, are currently blowing them out but um it's nice now you get into that zone yes. where you're caring just as much about some other teams as you found are myself about. rooting for the Mets yeah to beat the Braves yeah that felt dirty that was grimy but a necessary grind. I, but you know what? I think it would be so funny though if I, I've said this and I'm manifesting it that if the Braves catch the Mets and the Mets uh, get bounced by the Dodgers in the wild card, that would just be my favorite, my favorite timeline. I think, but um, yeah, I mean, again, it's just the top of this division has been really good, and uh, you know, even a team like the Marlins, you know, have kind of had our number in years past. Um, not in, not an easy series going into this, and tonight is definitely a hard test. Kicks, kicks off a very big test in like Man. three three very top end pitchers, but uh, that we I would say have not historically had a lot of success success against either. Uh, the nice part is though the last time that the Phillies played the Marlins, they did get the best of Sandy Alcantara right in Miami, which was very nice, shocking too. Um, but I mean, it seems like every trade deadline acquisition is stepping up and playing well, which is good to see. Uh, so far, Noah Syndergaard on the mound tonight uh, against the Marlins. I mean, like you said, it's great to be able to kind of scoreboard watch now and it be meaningful scoreboard watching. Right. Um, I just did you did you see everything that kind of transpired last night between our game and the things going on in the stands during our game? And then everything going on in the booth in New York with one Keith Hernandez. Hey, what, why is Keith Hernandez like throwing strays at uh, 
at the Phillies all of a sudden. By the way, the Phillies are one of the most error-free teams. They are tied for the second fewest errors in all of baseball. Good fielding percentage, which isn't like the be-all, end-all. But like, th- this is not the sloppiest Phillies team no. by a long shot. Um, so also, I don't know shout where... out to Tom McCarthy for clapping back on the broadcast as well. I don't know if you heard that. I did not. Uh, Alec Bohm made the, the play at third, threw it over to Gene to get the out at second, and uh, McCarthy goes, all right, Keith, how's that for you? <laughs> Give it to him. Give him the give him the big one. But Keith Hernandez just from the clouds saying he schedules with SNY to avoid calling Mets Phillies. What game. a giant baby! Just a clown. <laughs> just filling his diaper. Uh, you which, know what's great about that is I can't wait till they're dumped in like the second week of October. You know what's going to uh, be even funnier now that all this is happening because I'm pretty sure the way things would work out if the playoffs started today. It would be Mets Phillies round one. That would be Keith, you're gonna have a lot of games to call against nah, the Phillies. I can't Phils. do it. He's got to duck out of that one. <laughs> um, that feels like a quote too that comes back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just never. You can say that privately, like if you really feel that way, which is a dumb way to feel. Um, to have it like publicly said though, you're asking. You're asking for a, a funny graphic in like late September. Yes. that's it. That's he all also made it even more goofy that uh, he's private on Twitter. Soft. Um, but yeah, Keith Hernandez from the clouds. And then, did you see uh, Mr. Bedley from the Marlins? His family and friends were uh, at the game last night in the stands wearing Marlins shirts, and that might have been the first reported documentation of Marlins fans existing. Um, flipping off Phillies fans when he hits the home run. And then... Uh, I like the spirit. I'll say that. <laughs> here's the funny part. Bedley's from Pennsylvania. His girlfriend is from Philly and is currently in dental school at Temple. Nice. And Phil, uh, at Philly's Muse on Twitter, shout out to them, uh, they posted the, the video of, of them flipping everyone off. And it was like, here's the first evidence of Marlins fans existing. And I guess one of Bedley's friends that was there quote tweeted and said, uh, just to set the record straight, we're, we're fans of Bedley, not Marlins fans. <laughs> and you know what? Fair enough. I would. I think I'd want to make that distinction too. Uh, Is that – so I was um, not able to like hear the audio. I was like somewhere where like the game was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept showing like a group of Marlins fans yeah. that I, I'm assuming must have been. Because uh, I was like that's – because it was like – I don't know. It was probably like – 10 or 12 of them and i was like that's yeah odd. That's a lot <laughs> you don't often see marlins are a solitary fish you know yes. they don't usually they don't usually go in schools so i was a little taken aback by that they uh so that happened the game then was 1-1 and then obviously we all know what happened after that the phillies go on to win so that's what i just view as old-fashioned karma flipping Feels off nice. your own and then I, uh, i'll allow it it's funny <laughs> <laughs> it's funny uh we saw what happened after that but uh, you know, it was nice to see the Phillies win a game two where Zach Wheeler kind of, you know, for Zach Wheeler standards, struggled uh, to get through six innings. Yeah. Um, man. Hey, you know what's been uh, underrated, too, has been the bullpen. Yes. Um, for all of this and that, how much better they've been uh, this season, especially. It's weird. You got rid of Girardi, and it's like <laughs> everything got better. Got rid of Jerry's there's familia. Not, there's not a single aspect of this team that I don't think – dramatically improved <laughs> it's unreal hey ken, I was, I was ken looking, rosenthal how we doing i was looking at because we, we played this game 
last year a few times. And I think the, the year before we, we did the war game. Ah. Um, and it's just like, you know, I don't remember exactly, you know, all the numbers. I don't remember having so many players with like, even like a one and above Positive, war. Yeah. Um, who would you say, you know, if you just, all right, so here's, here's the top five. Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, JT Rimuto, Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper in war. Not surprising. It's still very funny that Bryce is in the top five. Yes, despite, you know, playing like six, like not even 64 a, like games, I think. A third, yeah, 64 games, like a third of a season. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Who do you think number six is on that list? It is It is a pitcher. It is, it is not a positional player. It is a pitcher. Pitcher. Um, a guy we love. And a guy we encourage to perhaps get a procedure eight months before ah. he... <laughs> Sir Anthony, the closer, Dominguez. Sir Anthony Dominguez <laughs> taking over the Hector Neris crown. Uh, 2.1 war. Wow. That's like that's high for a reliever <laughs> like, in this bullpen. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> is it is that allowed? Are we? <laughs> Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Kyle Gibson, Cy Gibson, as uh, as his friends call him, uh, 1.6. It's not bad. Yeah, then Ranger Suarez, Kyle Schwarber, Gene Segura. Uh, again, Gene with a, a yeah. 1.3 war uh, despite playing 48 games. <laughs> like, okay. Brad Hand, 1.2. Who would have thought Brad Hand would Connor be Brogdon. Stepping up. With a one more. Derek Hall, 0.8. The long ball. And uh, Alec Bohm, 0.7. So, I mean, kind of, it's shocking stuff, honestly. It's like, I remember going through this list, and I think the positive wars were maybe four or five yeah, guys. Yeah, I think it was, it was Wheeler, it was Bryce. Everyone was you would Gene. expect. I think Reese had like a... Reese had something like in the like decimal points. Because we would do it every few months, too, yeah. you know, to kind of just check in on like how, how the performance And I think going. Alec Bohm, from I saw a tweet the other day that was tweeting out like the F war. For uh, for the Philly, I think Alec Bohm has like a one point two F WAR. Yeah, let me try and find that. Yeah, I mean it's just that speaks, I think, a lot to how much better this roster yes. has been uh, this year, and how much like just better rounded out it is. Because in years past, we've been that's been a very sad segment, and yep. this time it's like there's some actual something to be in, enjoyed there. Also, shout out to Bryson Stott's mom getting involved uh, with the tweet interactions with us. I mean, we're just we're collecting Philly's parents like Infinity Stones at this point. We will take uh, it. So, Bryce Stott, Mama Stott, come through. Um, we'd love to uh, just have you join the ride with us for the postseason. The other day, too, Matt, I think it was Sunday's game against the Nationals. Entire infield homegrown. Yeah. 
It Look was at that. Alec Bohm, Bryson Stott, Nick Maton, and then Derek Hall at first base. You know what? You love to see it. You'll I love to see it. Right I there. don't know the last time that that happened. That's and you know what that is too. That's good depth. Right yes, because you had Reese at the DH. JT was catching, um, and man, you know, it novelty wise, it is funny, you know, to kind of miss pitchers hitting, but without the DH. This season is completely different. If by different you mean like Bryce awful? doesn't play at all. <laughs> Bryce yeah. probably doesn't play at all this year. Bryce probably surgery. is recovering from Tommy John surgery yeah. right now. If uh, if there's no DH. and Derek Hall is probably still at Lehigh Valley. Um, trying to think what else is is probably awful. Um, everything. I mean, I, I do we even sign Schwarber? If right. there's you know like I do we sign Castellanos? Like I, I think uh, yeah the the DH. Listen, I I've always said that I love the DH. I think it was the best. Pure baseball, American right League there. baseball, baby. Yeah, they all had it right for so long. I'm so glad that we converted. We we saw the the truth in uh, in what we saw. So I'm glad. Brandon Marsh starting to hit a little bit too. You don't need. Nah, to I think we power. should we should see what's up with Logan Hoppy in like five years. We should. <laughs> Shout out to Logan though. He did hit his first home run, I believe, for Good the for uh, the Trash Pandas. Which did you see? The Trash Pandas uh, launched fireworks into their crowd oh. on Firework Night. Nice. Somebody. Oh, it's interactive. Someone quotes me and said, ah, oh, just as accurate as Angel's pitching. <laughs> you hate to say it. Um, but, I mean, Phil's, they kind of, like, are in control of this right now in terms of just on paper with their schedule. Like, now you have the Marlins. Obviously, like, I went through their schedule for the most recent episode I recorded. They have four more teams on the schedule that are above 500. And they, you say kind of in control. They're firmly in control yeah. because they have, correct me if I'm wrong, they had the tiebreaker over the Cardinals and Padres mm-hmm. um, and Brewers too, right? Didn't we? And Dodgers technically. And Dodgers. So, like, it really comes, like, anyone in the wild card, and we still have enough against the Braves. Seven against the Braves and seven against the could, Mets. Um, yeah, so Braves right now are six and six. Mets. Uh, nine. <laughs> Let's not talk about the Mets. Three, three and nine against the Mets this year. Not big great. series this weekend. But though. like, yeah, like eighty percent of those games were you know before uh, June. You know, like when this team is just talking about this Phillies team, like pre and post Memorial Day is almost like just not yeah, reasonable. Like two different like, seasons. I mean, tr- I mean, truly two very different teams. Um, yeah, like. The, the pace that we're on under Thompson is like a 100-plus win pace, whereas under Girardi, this was a team that was going to scratch 80 wins. You know, like, I saw a tweet, the Phillies have to go 29-24 and 24 the rest of the way to win 90 games. Which is unbelievable. Which our preseason prediction, I think I had you them had at 89. 89 I, I said 85. 85. I was, uh, uh, to be fair, that was in the Girardi was in the era. Girardi you know? era. It was, if I had known Rob Thompson was <laughs> coming down the pipe. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I mean the Phillies like are firmly in control of their own destiny, uh, which is which is big, you know, because it's it's in when it's in your control like that, I think that's just the, the better spot to be. And uh, And who would have thought they would have been able to leapfrog the Padres like that? Yeah, Padres I mean who thought the, the Padres Dodgers? after all they did at the trade deadline would not score a run for like twenty four innings. Get embarrassed <laughs> by the Dodgers in a four game series as that we was, play the Nationals. I gotta say, as like a newly converted Padres fan, that was tough for me. That was really tough to watch. Um uh, Ideal Meals, you know? Like just real 
Uh, did love. I forget if we talked about this when Bryce was in the booth. That was very fun. Um, yeah, that was better. That was better booth action than what we got for. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Outside of you know the eighth inning of uh, Sunday's game when we had Sarge back in the booth, which was great with Jimmy Rollins. Um, Bryce casually just dropping Trey Turner's his favorite player in baseball. He is such a weasel. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I will say. I was kind of shocked, yet, like, had to go back and, like, it kind of surprised me that Trey Turner's 29. Does f- it, he does feel young, you know, like, it does he feel... He came like- up in 2015. Right. But he's the same age as Bryce, but Bryce came up in 2011 or whatever yeah. it was. Bryce feels old and young at the same time. Yes. Feels like Bryce has been in my life for forever, um, yet he's also still, like, in the prime of his career. He's had an insane career already yes he's like one of those guys too that um i mean it's like it's very rare for i think like top prospects to live up to the hype not that he's done it to like the lebron level but Mm. it's similar in that like teenage it's not often that like a 17 18 year old has been like and even younger for both of them honestly like front cover sports illustrated lebron was like what like 15 i Mm -hmm. think when he was on the front cover like it's just so rare for those guys to actually let alone be like LeBron, who is going to finish as one of the top basketball players right. ever. And, you know, Harper's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And it's going to be, you know, I, I don't know what his legacy will be. It'll depend, obviously, what happens, you know, in like this second stage of his career mm-hmm. uh, with, with the Phillies now. But um, certainly will be remembered as like one of the like flashpoints of this decade. You know, I think I, if I, Bryce wins a ring, he's like, has the chance to be a unanimous first ballot. I would. I would like yeah like I I'm just thinking that like if he retired now who knows right, right. But I, I'm thinking like I'm just thinking of like the way Bryce's yeah. the rest of his career goes I mean I don't know what the stats are for like two time MVPs but I have to imagine that alone is yeah. is gonna get there's you very into, few of uh, them is gonna get you into a, a lot of good places so um, yeah I think like just the fact that he was so young and is <laughs> just doing what he's doing is insane I don't, we, I don't know if we give that enough credit can we can we also touch on that poverty franchise the washington nationals i don't know if you noticed this they gave bryce's number to luke voigt <laughs> luke voigt wearing number 34 for the nationals right now <laughs> jesus christ i said good god it's like a franchise icon send, send them back to montreal there you go please. unbelievable um and i just love when the beating philadelphia isn't as hard as they say it is tweet just continues to pop that's up. My good, that's my good stuff right there. Uh, and then somebody also pulled up the – they had a tweet, you can't give Corbin six years. And since that tweet, Corbin has like a five-plus ERA. <laughs> He's got like 30-some-odd losses. Like, Yikes. just terrible. You hate to see it. But you also love to see it, I should oh, say. You really so love – you love to see that stuff. I'm glad we applied the pressure for the Nationals to go sign him. I'm glad yeah. the picture leaked of Patrick Corbin on the big screen at Citizens Bank Park and the Nationals had to rummage together all types of, of currency to uh, to sign Patrick Corbin. Matt Glentak, secret genius? I don't know. Hey. Yeah. So that's many people are saying. Some people are uh, are out there claiming, <laughs> if you will. We should not listen to those people. They are what we call in the business false prophets. Yes. Uh, also see Joe Girardi in the dictionary. <laughs> Um, but big series against the Mets this weekend where you're facing their three best pitchers. 
Yeah, not ideal. Um, Max Scherzer, Jacob how is it? I know that obviously Scherzer was in the division and still is, but I feel like we've played Max Scherzer seventy times. I mean, it just feels it feels like every every time we're playing Max Scherzer, I I, I he's we've never caught them on like a time where he's yeah. like. Uh, three game series and we were not going to see Scherzer. Right. It's like every, every time, time we catch Scherzer. I don't know what it is. I also cannot wait because everybody's hyping it up. Everybody's talking about it. I can't wait for Reese Hoskins or Nick Cassianos to break out of a slump or Kyle Schwarber to just hit a fucking tank shot at City Field off of Edwin Diaz this weekend. Yeah, their dumb little song. That, Man. Uh, Everybody's overhyping the fucking trumpets when the the Braves catcher, William Contreras, walks up to the same fucking song. As soon as I heard that, I was like, all the luster's gone. From Speaking this. of uh, of baseball discourse, who's the Guardians pitcher that was like uh, doing like the, the psycho uh, fucking walk off and was like, did you oh. see this? And people were like wetting their pants about it. I mean, it's just like unbelievable stuff. I... People are like, oh, the good thing the DH is gone because next pitch would have taken to the chin. It's like Jesus Christ! Like, what if we? I'll say baseball fans remain some of the weirdest, weirdest people on the internet. I saw one. It's of like the... baseball, like hardcore baseball purists are like the incels of the sports world. Yes, like they are like it's brother. Hockey like fans. I'm in incur- hockey fans. Though at least have like some like self humor about themselves. Fair. Like these hardcore baseball guys, man. There's like nothing funny to them, and no. they're like these. If they were religious, they would be religious extremists. Like oh, they, yeah. like they're just the worst type of people. I'll say this: I think there's a way better walkout now than the fucking Edwin Diaz trumpets. Uh, the Orioles last night introduced new entrance music for Felix Bautista, their new closer, since they traded their closer at the deadline. Uh, they have a light show that goes on, and he walks out to Omar's whistle from the wire. <laughs> That's some. That's good. <laughs> See, that's good. And that's, that's Baltimore. Cool. Like that's smart. that's cool. That's the good stuff. And the Orioles are in a playoff spot still, as even we, after trading all those guys, as we all predicted. We all said that the the Orioles were going to be very good this year. That they could make a playoff spot. Certainly, certainly, no one was talking about them being the worst team in baseball. No one said that. Shout out to the other team in in the DMV, <laughs> holding it down there. <laughs> Some real, uh, some real like uh, life siphoning powers going on on uh, the the, the I ninety five belt. You know what's even more hilarious too when you you sit back and look at it. The highest paid player on the Orioles payroll this year is Chris Davis. Doesn't even play for the team. And that's you know that's how you build a winning team is actually you pay someone and tell them that you pay them to f off somewhere else. It's actually the best way to do it. Um. Let's take a look at our uh, our favorite stat. It's the NL East run differential brought to you by our friends over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com and play the season-long NL East run differential prop and all types of props. Football season right around the corner. They got one up there with uh, all the newly paid wide receivers in the NFL. Who's going to score the most touchdowns between uh, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and D.K. Metcalf. You can play a whole bunch of props at playpickup.com rack up points on your fan profiles cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace that's playpickup.com matt the mets are at a whopping plus 127 run differential uh sitting at 73 and 39 yeah it's all right you know it's pretty good it's no I guess. big deal nice. it's no plus 130 but yeah, you know. Know. 
The Atlanta Braves at 65 and 46 at a plus 83 run differential. Our Philadelphia Phillies at 61 and 48 with a plus 75 run differential. I've always said that having you want to have it like a, a like you want to have it end in a five or a zero. Yes. I think those are just the best. I mean, that's that's what we've all agreed on as a society. I think that we want we want it rounded like that. So I think that's really actually, if you think about it in the that best. sense, it's the best. It's the most aesthetically pleasing, I think, to look at. I mean, Easily. 119, 83, those are, those are ugly looking numbers. The Miami Marlins at 49 and 60 and a minus 39 run differential. And that stolen franchise, Jeez. Washington Nationals, at 37 and 76, firmly entrenched in last place in all of baseball, at a whopping negative 200 run differential. I had to, I had to like double check that that was right. I thought my eyes were like <laughs> really deceiving me. That's impressive. You have to try to be that bad. Yeah. So I was looking because um, I was looking on Baseball Reference. I was looking at like the season series. And I think we've scored something like, I think like, we've scored 82 runs against the Nationals in 12 games this year. Set a franchise record as well for most home runs in a series against the team. So like, the comparatively, so that's 12 game series. The Braves, right? We've scored 58 runs. <laughs> Get in the whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get in the Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's just wow. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? And the best part is we still have seven games against the Nationals this year. Yes. And that's, you know, I think that's all that needs to be said, actually. It's the best. Ten and two against the Nats this year. Long, long may that continue. The, uh, like I said earlier, too, there's four teams left that the Phillies play this year with winning records right now, and it's the Mets, the Braves. There's a two-game series at home against Toronto, so everybody will be available. Uh, and then our last series of the seasons against the Houston Astros in Houston. Ugh. Disgusting. They might be the most quiet, like, yeah. No one, no one would admit it. Feels like an Astros year. Yes. <laughs> no, one, no one wants to. Everyone's say it. talking about the Yankees. Everyone's talking about the Mets. Meanwhile, the Astros are sitting with seventy plus wins right now. And it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the Astros and Brewers. Like, <laughs> it's just gonna, be, you know, like that's just the way this shit is gonna go. It'll be the Astros and the Cardinals, and I'll just have oh to jump God. off the bridge. Christ alive, the fucking the, the Budweiser uh, World Series. The stolen document series from yeah. the Astros from the National League. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about the uh, the email, uh, the, the phishing email scam. <laughs> that the Simpsons predicted. Somehow. They also predicted monkeypox. Yeah. So. I'm getting a little worried about that. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now the Astros are currently sitting at seventy-one and forty, most same, quiet same, seventy-win team. Same record as the Yankees, who have been slumping, slumping hard. Two and seven in the last ten. Yeah, shout out the Astros. Not really though, but man, yeah, they are like they are like just smooth operators. The Astros. It's kind of it's one know, of the cooler managers. Yeah, Dusty Baker's cool. Though. Still hate him. 
they have lost a lot of the, the I know, but it's guys. like it's mostly just like the the attitude yeah. about like listen, am I willing to believe that more than just like the Astros and Red Sox and whoever else right. cheated? Yes, right. Uh, like clearly, I think it's more just like the the air that they had about themselves, where it's like they're so cocky afterwards yeah. and like so like I, I can't even describe it but it's like so so smug it's like it's just it really really soured me on all those guys which sucked because they were a, a very likable team yeah before that you know what also got me giddy man i was looking on you know ticketing apps and everything and if any of them out there want to sponsor us uh we are open for business scrolling through just looking at you know philly's tickets they had to be determined playoffs can't get ahead of ourselves. Can't get ahead. Can't get but when I saw that, it was one of those things where I was like, it was like the be. Antonio Banderas gif. Like, that's such oh. a good one. That is that is one of my favorite reaction <laughs> gifs. That's some good stuff. I was right so there. excited when I saw that. It's and I did say at the beginning of the year, if the Phils got to the postseason, you and I are going to a game. So listen, I you know what? Let's just let's just see how August takes. Let's see us. how it goes. We got a long road ahead of us, but. Um, this is the most positive I've been about the Phillies this late into the year in a very long time. So. Certainly in the duration of us doing this podcast. Absolutely. And I, I, since like the Phillies were a good baseball team, this is, I think, the most optimistic I felt um, about them. This is the most, certainly, like I think it far succeeds it, but 2018 – Around this time, the Phillies were still – they were in first place at this time. Yeah, the Phillies were – same record, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then just melted down. It's and then you look time. at that roster, and, I mean, it's clear why. Right. Um, it was just not a little bit of fool's gold there. It's weird. It's weird to keep Kappa. It keeps having these, like, oh, like these magical performances. And then it all comes crumbling down. It's like, so weird. Ah, ah. Can't put my finger on it. It's so weird. It's so weird that that keeps happening to that guy. I don't know. Strange. Um <laughs> Yeah, that sucked. I mean, that that eighteen year, that was the Fortnite. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was the Fortnite season too. So, shout out to Tomato Town. <laughs> we'll never forget what happened there. Uh, we were talking about Houston a little bit earlier, Matt, and uh, Houston was in London this past weekend, as one Travis Scott is we're, on tour. We're just trying to get the largest tampering fine, maybe in the. the we're gonna get the death penalty. We're going to get the SMU treatment. (laughs) Shout out to Shake Milton. (laughs) James Harden at the Travis Scott concert in London with his good friend and former teammate twice removed. (laughs) Former teammate twice. (laughs) Kevin Durant. It's just guys hanging out. Just guys being dudes. Just guys. I'm sure. Guys trip to London, man. Just guys. And then post-concert. Popping champagne in the hallway with Travis Scott. I'm sh- listen, I'm just, I'm sure that it's just a coincidence. I'm sure it's just two dudes that had this trip pre-planned, hanging out, being guys. Certainly not thinking of ways that maybe one or both of these guys could conceivably, maybe, perhaps, be paid a large sum of money by fanatics. All above water. Do you think James Harden is going to sell his share in the Houston Dynamo to buy into the Philadelphia Union? It'd be nice. Or maybe it's like a swap thing, you know, something like that. All of the concert going goes on, and then Kevin Durant meets with Joe Sy, 
and says, hey, buddy. It's me or the coach that I chose. and Or Steve Nash. <laughs> is Sean Marks is their GM? Yeah. Is it, one of them both well, gone or him? They got to go or I'm out. Unbelievable. And then an SNY TV article comes out today and says Kevin Durant has aspirations, if you will, of wanting to play for either the Boston Celtics because he wants to play with Marcus Smart or the Philadelphia 76ers. I know which I would choose. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's possible. Color me skeptical. I just I don't know that this is happening. We we talked about this when it when the KD trade request first happened. Sixers don't have draft picks to trade. Yeah, like you, you just look at the packages that have been thrown around. Apparently, they uh, the the Nets asked for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown yeah. uh, for Kevin Durant and Marcus Smart. It's never happening, of course. But um, yeah, I just. Uh, but then apparently the Raptors are also involved, and they said that. Uh, a Raptors package would be focused around the Raptors OG are involved in the way that an incel is involved in a woman's DMs. Like they're there, present, but it's unwanted and yes. is is surely going to lead to like it'll make you laugh. Police action at some point in their life. The, you know? the players they mentioned with the Raptors were OG Ananobi and Thad Young. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so Unreal. that just means we can get Kevin Durant for Furkan Korkmaz <laughs> and like the rights to Geno Stakes. Yeah. Yeah, I. I just I don't see the Sixers having the ability to pull off a Kevin Durant trade. Um, do you do a Kevin Durant trade? Yes, <laughs> because it's Kevin Durant. Um, shouldn't be understated though that dude has kind of shown his true colors to be like kind of a toxic teammate. I don't know, like it's, a little bit. <laughs> it's, you know, and I think the Nets told themselves that the same thing any team acquiring him was, well, it's Kevin Durant. You got it. And it's just. I don't, you know, it's, it's, I think a little more complicated than people yes. would perhaps like it, it to be, but, um, it's a talent alone. I mean, if you put him and beat and Harden on the same team, that's an issue. But we said the same thing about him, Harden, Kyrie. Yes. And there was extenuating circumstances there. I mean, the injuries. This also just proves that the Nets problem was Kyrie Irving. No one wants to say it for whatever reason, but Kyrie Irving has been a, a, a Men world is eater. Society. <laughs> yes. What is the, what is the guy from Fantastic Four? The the world eater. The the <laughs> Colos- Doom. No, no, Colossus oh, uh, or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is Kyrie Irving. It's like, so it just comes. Yeah, it's a just, world eater because he thinks it looks like a cracker. <laughs> it's, it's flat. <laughs> it swallows a planet. So, um, yeah. I mean, certainly. I I think you could blame a lot of, of last year's tension on Kyrie's kind of uh, antics. I think it's very clear that was one of the main drivers in Harden wanting out. Yes. Which is fair enough. Um, I can't, I just, I can't see Kevin Rant as a sixer. No. I th- I think, I honestly think it's him and Kyrie and, and Ben um, to start out the season. Because you look at that Nets roster too, it's not a bad team. It's not like he's like wanting away from like this terrible situation where they're like rebuilding or something. Like, no, they've. Well, that's if Ben a- can get back in the group chat. Well. <laughs> According to him, it's a slow news day, so fake news, actually. What a story. 
And you know what? He to- left the chat. Totally believable. Oh, 100%. Totally believable. Did it actually happen? Who knows? But it is a believable story, uh, which is why it was such a good story. But That was hilarious. Um, yeah, the Sixers don't have the draft picks to trade. Like, everyone talks about, it. oh, trade this player, that player. Like, the Nets are going to want draft picks for Kim Durant. Yes. You don't have any more because you traded them to the Nets to get rid of Ben Simmons. And, you know, I know we don't want to talk about it, and it's crazy because we're under this investigation, which for most teams would be, like, the dominant storyline, but for the Sixers it somehow isn't. We're under this investigation for tampering, which is insane. Ridiculous. Dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because I don't know how you even prove a thing like this. Uh, My Dolphins, of course, got caught up in... uh, uh, Caught slipping with... with Listen, I think... All right, cards on the table. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong no. with, like, if you want a guy, like, inviting him yes. on your boat and, like, co- openly... Co- Why do we pretend... It's like how at midnight on July yeah. 1st or whatever, like, there's 30 free agents right. signing. Like, you're telling me these guys all picked up their phones? Contracts ready? Like, like come on. Yeah. Like, what are, we, what are we doing here? Like, it's The fact it's so that there's, ridiculous. like, legal tampering periods is such a joke. It's, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And, um... It is, it is fake news, and listen, me and an army of lawyers will be headed to Philadelphia because uh, there is scandalous, scandalous stuff happening there. Um, you, would not believe, you would not believe the corruption happening within the Philadelphia 76ers. So. We all know the traditional big four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest-growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Ridiculous. Um, Tobias Harris got married. Yeah, good for Tobias Harris. Had to confirm that it was not with Boba Marjanovic, though, uh, because he did tweet, get to marry my best friend today, and the infinite amount of replies that said congrats to him and Boban was quite comical. Um, but there is a picture of Tobias, <laughs> George the all, Niang. The all-trade. Uh, Tyrese Maxey. The trade party, as it was. <laughs> And, uh, Kevin Durant, party of four. <laughs> your table's now available. <laughs> Table seven. <laughs> um, shout out to Tobias, but yeah, I mean, everybody going crazy about and like, let's be honest, like, yes, it's Kevin Durant. Spin zone. He's had an Achilles injury. He's not, you know. 28-year-old Kevin Durant anymore. He's still insanely good. But you also got this kid Tyrese Maxey who's hooping right now, playing in the Rumpf Classic. I'll say this. I would give up 10,000 Tyrese Maxeys. (laughs) I love Tyrese. He is 100%. Tom Segura has this great bit where he talks about how he had a kid and it's like people always say like oh you know like i love my dog it's like if my if a dog like harmed my child i would kill that dog and show it to my son be like look what i did for you like what i did i will protect you 
That is how I feel about Tyrese Maxey. Like, Tyrese Maxey is my dog and I love him. But if Kevin Durant wants him gone, I'm willing. I'm willing to do what it takes. I. How much of an investigation? I will Abraham my own son. I will. How much of an investigation would increase on the Sixers if somehow, some way, they maneuvered a trade that did not involve Tyrese Maxey to get Kevin mean, Durant? There's just, there's, there's really no shot. I mean, you're at like. There's no chance. There's no chance that there's any Kevin Durant uh, trade without Tyrese Maxey. What we need is Kevin Durant to get Sean Marks fired. What we really need was Kevin Durant to not sign like a five-year extension. Right. <laughs> because he has zero leverage None. in this situation. But we need him to get Sean Marks fired so that Steve Nash then has to become the GM. What we need is... And go full Elton Brand. Brian Colangelo to be the inside man. You think it's better or worse for us with Brian Colangelo? Oh. There's hard feelings there. I'd say so. Yeah, but like... Has enough time passed? It feels like... It's not like the organization, you know, like, did that. Like, he... It, it unraveled on its own, and the organization's hands were tied. So, I wonder I wonder what kind of resentment is there. Did you, uh... You see Sixers Adam was on, uh... You Know Ball with yes. our boy... Trill Bro, Great dude. series, by the way. Um, the, the re-sloppables and the uh, digging up the, the old drafts and did you see the Luca breakdown. I did not. I have not. I have not been on my. I've been on my binge, but I've not gotten. So there. allegedly, the Sixers wanted to move up in that infamous 2018 draft, uh, and breaking it all down, they were going to try to move up with Markel Fultz. To potentially go and get Luca, I would have absolutely creamed myself. <laughs> I mean, I just full full fill the underwear. I mean, and basically breaks down to wanted Luca, got Mikael Bridges, ended up with Zaire Smith. <sighs> ben Affleck smoking. <laughs> Fuck. Popeyes worker. God damn it. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Which, ipso facto, Zaire Smith being a Sixer led to Tobias Harris. Being I will a say Sixer. the greatest hope we ever had was that Miami twenty one pick because we were all convinced that that was going to be the year that high school uh, recruits could come out. We we're like, it's yes. going to be an insane draft, bro. It's going to be the craziest draft ever. And then we gave that pick away. Like six months later, we're like, yeah, <laughs> don't need that. Damn. And then Mike was. I would do. Right. I would do like personally illegal things to put Luka Doncic on this team. <sighs> we were talking about doing like jail bids to get players on the team. I would. I would probably do a bid for for Luka. How Doncic. long is Luka putting you in the clink for? I do. I do. I do a year federal prison. I'd probably do like two or three state prison. Checks out. Yeah. Man, Luka with Embiid. Good night. Talk to you. I give up year of my life for that. What uh what what do you think the next uh boys trip is gonna be for KD and James Harden this offseason? Uh man, that's a great question. Somewhere uh somewhere warm, I'm sure. I'm ninety percent confident. They're gonna be on like a, they're gonna be on like a, a party island somewhere or something. That would make a ton of sense. I'm They're gonna be like in a in a Biza. Sure. <laughs> uh, 
I stand correct, I thought the the Union played uh, Houston at some point in August, but I don't believe they do. I don't. We had them uh, like a few weeks ago. Gotcha. I was going to say, they're probably going to be at that game together. I could see that. Um, Just best friends going to games together. Just two two guys being dudes. Two dudes who love playing basketball with each other and love going to games. It's real hooper hours. Real hooper hours. How do you feel about all these NBA players playing in kind of these off-season leagues, tournaments, and everything? It's fun. Frankly, I don't care. (laughs) Just don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. And also, like, people... People love to post the highlights from them and stuff and talk about how amazing it is. It's like, I don't... I don't. Cool. What can you really glean from that? I, I don't know. These guys are good players. Like, they're just very good. That's it. Um, yeah. I just keep thinking if, if they had the popularity they do now, three years ago, if Ben Simmons would have played in the Rumpf Classic... <laughs> Preseason basketball, I think, is the worst of all the sports because the, and here's why, in my opinion, the hype that gets generated off of any like court video of a guy just like working on his shot, like going through drills, or you see them do like Rucker Park stuff, yeah. and like all of it, like it just get people get so obsessed with like these videos. It's like, yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but like. The seven foot two center can hit shots reliably right. from three in an empty gym. Like I don't know, I just I can't explain that to you anymore. Like yes, Ben Simmons in an empty gym can make threes every single time, but it's just it's so different. Like you can't get to that level without being able to do that. It makes no sense. So, and the, but people run with it like it's like the truth now, and that's that's just how these guys are going to be. And it's I th- I think it is the most insufferable narrative wise of all like the major sports because it's like christ it is not it is not going to translate the way you think it is yeah i think it's that and i think it's nfl preseason position battles yeah like the um so and so is really doing great in training camp and Uh, whatever and it's like we get it you know like oh fighting for the fourth corner spot right it's it's a little it's a little much it's just unnecessary preseason stuff there's no you gotta you gotta pump out that content you know that's fair um, speaking of the union, though, trying to get back on track. Tough loss. Tough loss. But, Not our uh, best. Hey, the Aronson brothers scored on the same day, so. <laughs> kind of. Brendan, he, it hey, was in... he claimed it, so. In... If, if Brendan Aronson's going to say it came off of him, it came off of his he shit. Said, he said, you're not going to believe this. He said the exact opposite, actually. Because <laughs> I saw an interview and say I felt it go off my shin, so. No. He said, like, while they were celebrating, you could see him say, he's like, I didn't touch it. Because <laughs> like, I saw, like, You can the... always kind of tell by the celebration with players, too. Like, they always kind of know that they didn't, and you can always tell. There's a really, especially for him, that was his debut. That would have been a debut goal, yeah. like to go ahead in the game. Like you could kind of tell he was just like, "Yeah, we fucking scored, sick." Like it wasn't the, like I scored in that room that has like all the sponsor stuff. Yeah, and everything. They asked him about it, and I he, he might have just been like facetious. He's like, "I felt the go off my shin." So I, well, you know what's funny about that room too, and it's always like. If you ever watch the behind the scenes stuff, it is like a tiny. Oh yeah, tiny it looks little so corner, small. and. The sponsorship wall is like 
the size of that computer. Like, it's like, it's so tiny, but it looks like massive when you see it. My favorite is the on the pitch ones that have like the clear backgrounds, but have the sponsors on them. Those are my, those are my favorite. Um, but yeah, shout out to, shout out to the Aronson brothers. Not, not our best week or weekend for the union, but they'll be know, back. We were, we, we survive and thrive. Added again this weekend against Chicago, I believe. Yes. Your boy, Shabilko, back at it. Gonna get deuced on. That's what I gotta say about that. Yeah, we got the uh, the MLS All Star game today against uh, the Mexican uh, League All Star. So I think the Union have three players now. Something like that. Um, obviously, the goat Andre Blake is there. Yes. Um, someone got added late. I'm trying to find the uh, the roster now, just so I can uh, give it give it the truth, but. Yeah, I've never been. Uh, they used to have the All Stars play like a European team while they were on tour, mm-hmm. um, and it's just I, I like I like playing against the, the Mexican league instead. I think that gives it a little extra, extra edge. Um, Glessness guy added. Right. Yeah. So you have Paul Ariola, uh, Jesus Ferreira, Fontas from United, Chicharito, of course, Jordan Morris, Rui Diaz, Carlos Vela, Brendan Vasquez, Acosta. Drusi, Yil, Mukhtar. Reynosa's so fucking good. Yeah, Glessness added. It's Andre Blake, Kai, Kai Wagner. Kai Wagner, Jacob Glessness. Andre Blake, baby. There we go. Stud. Yeah, we'll take it, you know? We'll take it. <laughs> Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already know. (laughs) You already know. I think that's how it always goes. like like, 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. (laughs) What are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I'm Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. they'll bounce back still in first place yeah it's um listen this team is not going to be uh be playing quite as hot as they were during that stretch certainly we're not going to be blowing teams out six seven nil with some kind of regularity but still tied for second in the entire league yeah still chasing still chasing lafc as everyone will be (laughs) yeah they uh they're not afraid to spend the money the super team that they are um I know uh, Top Ends came out earlier this week. Brendan Aronson obviously made the, the debut, but how's it feel having Premier League back in your life? <sighs> Gotta tell you, 
feels good feels bad at the same time you know like it's uh because then you start you just start planning your life around it a little bit like i'm going away this week and i'm like all right if i can get up kind of before everyone i can catch like the first half of this and then I can. and of course syria starts up this weekend so i'm like gotta balance that but it's nice i love love having the soccer on it's uh i tell you one of the best best times one of the best days of the year for me personally is the first day of the NFL season because if there's an early Sunday game, you're talking from 7.30 a.m. till if you want to stay up this late, like 10.30, 11 p.m. sports all day because soccer runs right through. Like there's usually a late game that starts at 11.30 for us, which takes you right through NFL kickoff, and then boom, you got eight hours of football. Ugh, it is just, I mean, it is just true, just like sit on the couch and do nothing type of day. Um but yeah, I've been uh, I've been doing I've been like doing stuff while watching games, uh, trying to be like productive still. Um, it's just great to have it back, and it's it's awesome too because it started so early, and uh, you know because of the World Cup, which is something I would like to see kind of hang around. I like it starting you know like first second week August. I think that's that's actually kind of nice, but because um, the World Cup this year, everything's starting a little a little earlier than we're used to, which I think is a good feeling. Eagles get back at it. Eagles uh, back at it. Friday, they have uh, their yeah, first preseason game. NFL preseason, nothing like it, man. Yeah, let's gotta watch the it. first two series and get the heck out of town. Gotta love it. Uh, obviously, Jordan Davis going viral uh, at open practice this weekend, just absolutely <laughs> destroying Cam Jurgens in one of the most viral NFL clips we've seen in recent memory. Um, I mean... I'm still firmly on this stance with the Phillies being as good as they are with the union being as good as they are. I'm totally taking it easy on football right now. Yeah. Um, it's all fantasy football for me starting to do some mock drafts and all that. Um, but yeah, it's still too, you know, like injuries happen so much in like training camp and stuff. It's hard to get to emotionally. This is like prime text your league week. Like, Hey, you know, uh, just starting to run things to get you. Like, if there's any rules you want to change, you're going to fab this year. Uh, anyone who's getting kicked out of the league, like who's who's not active and all that. Tommy Fam. Yeah, yeah, Tommy <laughs> Fam. Um, this is this is like prime. I think organization. My draft week. is not until September first. I personally love that. I'm a big proponent of like Labor Day weekend oh, draft yeah. because the only thing that sucks for me is that uh, September 1st, I will more than likely at night be at some airport picking up uh, our confidant DJ uh, because we'll be in Boston that weekend for PLL quarterfinals. And uh, Mikey is our commissioner. And he said, uh, well, are you around the second or third? I was like, the second, I'll be calling a violent football game. And then that night leaving to go to Boston. And then the third, I'll be in Boston. So is the way guess I'll have to make it work. <laughs> Yeah, it's it sucks too. Like the hard thing about getting older is finding like an hour and a half window for like a group of ten to twelve adults to have like total free time. It's just yes. not. You got to go with whoever. Like if it's just like, hey, if it works for like in a twelve person league, like six or seven of the people, and like three or four kind of on the edge, like ah, I kind of got this. It's like I'm sorry, you just got to roll through. Like it's, it's, there's never, unfortunately, going to be a perfect time. Um, but yeah, you know, if you're in a league or you run a league. Maybe maybe start sending out texts this week. You know, like, hey, what's up with the uh, what's up with the draft? How much you paying? 
What's up? Figure it out. This is year 10 of my league. That's impressive. That I've been in with myself, Mikey, Dylan Mazzola, and uh, a few other. OG Nigel Lunsford, who notoriously with his first round pick took the Seattle Seahawks defense one year because he uh he was driving to our draft and just put players in his player queue Dow, and that's... the seahawks defense was number one in the queue and he got auto drafted the number one player in his queue which was all-time moment that's some good stuff right there that's good lore um matt i'm gonna have you pick a number one through 48 uh 17 17 is going to be Let's see here. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Gotta pass through all of us here. Number seventeen is at Tasio the Greek on Twitter. You are the winner. Tasio the Greek. The Brian Dawkins. Variant cover Wolverine number 22 comic book. We'll be DMing you uh, to get your information to send it out. I mean, it fits. His, his Twitter bio, Matt. Uh, I'm here for everything Philadelphia Eagles and superheroes. Comics, movies, action uh, well, figures. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> okay, it went to like a. <laughs> I'm glad. It's going to a good home. It's going to a good one. Uh, one the of council 3, will be contacting you. <laughs> be ready. Uh, Eagles Enemies returns this week as well. Uh, first guest, Zach Rosenblatt. Uh, First-time guest on the show. He's covering the Jets now for The Athletic. He might sound familiar to a lot of people because uh, when he came here from Arizona, he started covering the Sixers for NJ.com, then went to the Eagles, then the Giants. Now he's covering the Jets for The Athletic. So Zach Rosenblatt uh, will be in your podcast. He's with yours truly talking about Eagles-Jets going into Friday night's matchup. Eagles enemy season five getting underway very excited for that a lot of uh classic vintage returning guests as well for that show this year with the eagles schedule uh i was looking at the eagles schedule this week matt just to kind of like get ready to book people uh for eagles enemies it's a very favorable schedule like i honestly forgot i think one of the easiest for a second place finishing postseason qualifying team last year to have the Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins, Cowboys bye week in your first seven weeks is pretty nice. Yeah. And then you have the Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Packers at Lincoln Financial Field, by the way, the Titans, the Giants, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Saints, and the Giants. Not a bad schedule Not as far as things go. Not bad at all. Um also, it looks like the Lions are winning everybody's hearts on uh, Hard Knocks right now. That's how, that's how it always goes. Dan Campbell making a D's Nuts joke. Respect. Um, Respect the comedy. Do Staley, though, getting the, the prime spotlight that he deserves. Should have had it here, but he's getting the spotlight from a lot of people, which is very cool. And also, shout out to a friend of the program, Brandon Walker. He's, he's uh, writing all of the kind of reviews on every episode of hard knocks for nfl network um so go check that out he dropped the first one today and uh hard knocks being back is like 
I'm not the biggest Hard Knocks guy in terms of just watching it, but seeing everybody geek out about it is very funny on the timeline. Never been a huge Hard Knocks person. It's a curse for your team. Yeah, it's historically not been the uh, the best the best thing to do. And I think they're doing the midseason one with the Cardinals this year. So we'll... Yeah, I think that's technically the all or nothing. Okay. I think is what that one's bringing us, which is what they do for the Premier League. And a few other teams have also had that, but... That one's interesting, too, because, like, it's crazy because Hard Knocks, it's like, as it happens, you're seeing stuff pretty much, uh, whereas, like, all or nothing, like, you're seeing, so, it premiered last week, and you're seeing stuff littered from, like, August of last year. Yeah. Like, it's like you're seeing the well, whole... Actually, I think the Cardinals one is Hard Knocks, because they debuted last year, the mid-season, like, the that in-season the Colts, Hard right? Knocks with the Colts. Yeah. Um. So, I think they're doing that with the Cardinals this year. Okay. Um, which I'm curious when that debuts, what prestige Kyler Murray will be. Well, it's, if it's when the new one drops, good luck. Someone did a deep dive on when it's a Call of Duty double XP weekend and Kyler Murray's performance. Um, and there is, I will say, there's a negative correlation between the two events. Call of Duty tweeted something about like something new coming out too in the very near future or something, and Kyler Murray liked the tweet. <laughs> Dude just can't stay away. He's addicted to the grind, man. He's addicted to the it. grind. You gotta love it. Where are we dropping in? <laughs> Good for him. Oh, man. Don't let gaming get in the way. I man. have told a number of people the comparison you told me about Kyler with Ben it's, Simmons. It is It is one of those things where once you see it, you can't unsee it. We ha- They've had the same reaction, I'm sure, you had when you heard it, and then I had last week when you told me. They're just like, oh, why, why'd you ruin <laughs> it for me? Why'd you do that? It's just so you can't get hurt now. Yeah. Now you have armor on, you can't get hurt. Right. You have you have reason to understand why he's going to hurt you. Um, but yeah, Eagles back this week. Uh, so for all the sickos who enjoy preseason football, enjoy. Also, Eagles did a very very funny, uh, you know, post practice video that they posted on their social. Who smells the worst after practice? Disgusting. <laughs> and it started with Devonte Smith. Ask everybody in between, and then Devontae's like, man, I don't know who to pay. All y'all smell a little musty. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a fair assessment. It's great preseason content there from the Eagles social team. Uh, also, best wishes to Jason Kelsey. Quick recovery. Keep that streak going. Uh, he's getting the elbow cleaned out, but Nick Sirianni said knowing him, he should be ready for week one. So I'm not concerned as of right now on August 10th, but uh, quick recovery for Jason Kelsey. That's all we got for you guys. Make sure you're following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Matt at Matt Castarina on Twitter. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Smash that like button. Ring the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of your favorite Underground Sports podcast in full video form. And, of course, comment how you're feeling about the Phils, the Union, the KD situation with the Sixers, and uh, how you're feeling about going into this Eagles season. And a uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Tomahawk Shades, Pickup, Kenwood Beer, and Bino Board. All of their information 
is linked in the show notes on audio and in the description on YouTube. This has been episode number 454 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. Till next time, we are signing off. Peace. I'm a